0: Well, good day to you and thank you for being here once again for the I Love to Tell the Story podcast. This is a podcast for praise where we just want people to know how awesome our God is. And our theme verse for this podcast is Psalm 145 verse 4, which says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I'm Pastor David Collins from Roseville Baptist Church and I am joined today by a member of our church, Ed Cornelison. Thanks for being here today, Brother Ed.
1: You're welcome, I'm so glad to be here and be able to uh, tell a short story, uh, but uh, uh, I'm uh, here to answer questions.
0: Yeah, (laughs) well thanks, and again I just, uh, I I love, I know that I've gotten to know you so well over the last uh, few years that I've been here in Roseville, and what a blessing it's been to hear some of those stories, and I know that you've been walking with the Lord a long time, so why don't you... Just start out by telling us how you came to know Jesus Christ as your savior.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, it was because of my best friend's girlfriend went to the Roseville Baptist Church. Her parents did, so she did. Wow. And uh, so we tagged along on, uh, it was Wednesday night. And uh, it 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 was, we sung our songs and did our stuff, on the last song of the night, I don't know why. That, well, I guess the Lord was working His miracle because He picked Ed up and brought him up to the stage to uh, to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm fourteen years old.
0: Wow! So you're in a Wednesday night kind of Bible study church service. Yes. And you just felt. The the message was an evangelistic message, or did you just the Holy Spirit's just convicting you, and then you decided to go forward during the invitation.
1: Yes, it, uh, I had no plans whatsoever of being saved that night. Wow! And uh, just all of a sudden, uh, it, it was—it's like a, a draw, a magnet drawing uh, another piece of metal to it. You know. Amen. And uh, it, it was. Uh, uh, both of us got saved. My friend too. Wow! So, uh, and it took, gee whiz, uh, probably an hour and a half from uh, the Deacons working with us. Huh? And uh, it was uh, a quite a, a, a thing for me. Uh, I had, like I say, I had no plans to be a to get saved. Mm-hmm. And and after I was saved, before I could be baptized, we moved out of town Mm. to a different location. Wow. From uh, Central Valley to uh, uh, up in the mountains, just out of Yosemite National Park. And there was no church there, no Baptist church there. And so I kind of dropped out of, uh, of the, the the course area and so um I went after I joined the military and uh that was the next strike that I had in my favor. <laughs> huh. Uh, they had a little church there on, on base.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't nothing to it, but uh it was it was Kept me kept kept the the lighter alive in me, you
0: know. Kept you kept you somewhat grounded and got, got yeah. that, that mooring right back to Jesus Christ.
1: And the next big uh, say I didn't I didn't get baptized because it was uh, just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, next thing I, I had was was in Tolar, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, After several years of of California we moved to Texas and uh, uh, got to know some of the people there and they're they're all Christians in that little town (laughs) and all have been baptized Mm. and uh, they uh, couldn't figure out what to do with that, he wasn't baptized yet. <laughs> so they're all working on it, the Lord's got them going. And uh, I was going down the road, not paying any attention right there in Toler in where I, I lived, and uh, all of a sudden the, the feeling got to me to, that I, should, I need to get baptized. <laughs> and I, I looked to see where I really was at and I was right in front of the pastor's home.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> talk about the Holy Spirit uh, yeah. just orchestrating events
1: it, holy uh, cow uh, and uh, so I went up and banged on the door and told him what I wanted <laughs> and he says come on in Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was and then uh, it was it was funny that when I got did actually got baptized on the last duck ducked it twice interesting he dropped okay. me oh. <laughs> Bloop under the water, I went. <laughs> but
0: yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting because you know, um, for those of you that may be listening that are unfamiliar, baptism. Uh, we believe the Bible teaches that baptism is not essential for salvation. You know, Jesus Christ saves us through His finished work on the the cross. Is death, burial, and resurrection, and simple belief, simple faith in what Jesus did is all that it takes, and asking him for forgiveness is what it takes to be saved. But baptism is is a symbol of that. It's an example. It's something that that every Christian should do as a way of them publicly testifying that, hey, Jesus is my Savior. And so to have that kind of a, a, a time gap between Making that faith, as you were talking about when you were you had that Wednesday night service, and then having these years go by, and then yeah. suddenly, man, the Holy Spirit just starts working on you and saying, "Hey, I, you need to make this public profession. You need to make it known that you are one of my children." And then, what a what an interesting thing to have it happen that you just get convicted of it at the moment that you're driving past the preacher's house.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped uh, just to. Uh, Think this out, and uh, I stopped right in front of the pastor's house. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't mm-hmm. realize I was there even, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it uh, it's been a an interesting road for me. Uh, see, I'm I'm uh, was baptized when I was fourteen. Uh, I mean, uh, saved when I was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm now eighty. Five, almost 86 years old wow so it's been a while
0: <laughs> 71 72 years of walking with Jesus yeah yeah So uh, I, I,
1: think I might maybe i hold a record in our church you know? <laughs> You're probably close. Yeah. Uh,
0: I would say definitely, definitely in the top five. I, I know yeah. we have a few people, few others that have been walking with the Lord a long time too, that are yeah. just about the same age you are. So,
1: agree, yeah, great, great. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know that's interesting. Maybe we should uh, we should figure that out.
1: <laughs> I uh, every every time I get a haircut or uh, I I can't see to trim my fingernails anymore so I have to have it done. Mm-hmm. Jane can't do it. Uh, she's just not made the trim fingernails together. <laughs> so, uh, but I always ask uh, if they go to church, <laughs> mm. uh, how, uh, you know, what is your uh, church you go to? Uh, you know, we're just around the corner here, you know, Roseville Baptist Church. Yeah. Well, where's that at? Well, that's from Holy Ender, you know? And, uh, oh, yeah, I know where that big church is. I said, no, no, you got the wrong church.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, uh, we're behind the big church, but uh, we love it.
0: Yeah, but what a great testimony that, that that's how we should be living our lives. We should be inviting people to enter into a relationship with Christ. We should be inviting people into our community. And there are so many people in our world right now that are seeking that kind of genuine relationship with other people—they're seeking that that community where we can we can live life together and we can love one another. We can be there to support and help one another. So that's an awesome thing, and I, I'm I'm glad you shared that because that should be a reminder to us all that as we go through our lives, we should be constantly preaching Jesus and inviting people to to come to know Him.
1: It a uh, lot of uh, Christians or. Are... Might say is feel ashamed that they're a Christian. Mm. They don't, or embarrassed to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. They don't want to tell the neighbor that, uh, hey, I belong to the Roseville Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do. I, I want to yeah. know. I go. I, that's my church. And right. I uh, uh, It's. it's uh,
0: I mean that's Romans one sixteen being lived out. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yes, it is the yes. power of God unto salvation. Amen.
1: You've uh, you've got to bring those you've got to bring those things out for me because I've, I've been sick so long that uh, I've lost a lot of my memory, mm. and uh, it 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 it's just I hate that something terrible, but. Uh, it's what the Lord gives me, and it's what I'll take. Well, and you
0: know, and that's the thing. I and I think one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast was for the sake of being able to to capture some of these memories and capture some of these these stories and some of this this history that you have lived through in the seventy two years that you've been walking with Christ. So that way, it doesn't just get lost, and that way, the generations that will come behind you, the generations that will come behind me, because I know it's going to be a a a snap and i'm going to be the old guy in the church you know <laughs> it, comes,
1: it comes in a hurry believe yeah me. yeah oh.
0: <laughs> and so i i don't want these stories to be lost to history we want we want to be able to to catalog these and and let people hear about them and know and praise god for them so i as i said i as we've talked over the last few years, I know that you've got some great stories about times where God has just really worked in your life. And if you could maybe just share one or two of those with us about how God just led you and how he directed you or how he just showed up in some awesome, magnificent way, even if it's the little things in life that he just takes us through every single day.
1: Uh, yeah, That's very important. It's the small things, I believe mm. It uh... Everybody can see the big thing, Mm -hmm. and uh, the big thing announces itself. (laughs) uh, Yes. And uh, it's—I believe it's the little things. And uh, I—I see—I've lost so much of my memory that already that uh, I was uh, uh, I'd come out of the hospital uh, into the murder into the. uh, ICU, I guess that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was laying there on my stomach, and I was hurting so bad. I can't even describe it. And I thought I was already going and, mm. uh, to meet to meet God, and uh, I couldn't. Get, I I couldn't raise up. I couldn't get my head off the pillow to turn it, I, I just could not do that. And it's, it's uh, another hour or so went by, uh, all of a sudden, uh, I felt like I could even, I could stand up. Wow. Uh, that's how much it changed in, in an hour's time that went from, I thought I was dying, hmm. <laughs> to, hey I can, I can stand up mm-hmm. and i raised up and uh mm-hmm. I could you know I could hear my family talking and uh, all of a sudden I could uh, I st- didn't stand up but I raised up off, off that gurney that I was on wow <laughs> yeah and uh, I, I I thought that was God's work yeah it's um, It it meant so much to me to be able to to be a deacon in the Roseville Baptist Church, and something to happen to show that God was walking with me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, to me, that was that was one thing. And there was a lot of things that happened in the past uh, year, two years at the most. That uh, gee. I didn't realize this or that you know it's, mm-hmm. uh, um, Pastor Ben was, was a big help for me. God bless him amen. Uh, he could always ask answer my questions that I, that I uh, asked him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, to me that's someone who knows the Bible and knows God. Almost any question you ask him, he's got an answer for you. <laughs> and uh, Ben's not with us any longer, and uh, God bless him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I told him just, that I believe it was the day before, he, he, uh, that he, it had been two days. Anyway, I told him, I says, Ben, I says, when you get to heaven, Save me a place on the porch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I'm still depending on him to do that, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's it's great to know that uh, our Lord has plenty of room in heaven for anyone that wants to come to know him as Savior. He never runs out of space. So that's great. Well, one final thing I have for you that I like, uh, you know, and feel free to... uh, to reject my question here, <laughs> but as somebody that you know has walked with the Lord a long time and has also been married a long time, um, as marriage in our culture is under attack and has been under attack for a while, and just as somebody that has decided, hey, through thick and thin, through for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, forsaking all others till death do us part, um, and taking those vows seriously... You got any advice for young people or people that haven't been married? How long have you been married now? I know we...
1: 63 years.
0: 63 years. I was going to say, I remember doing, you did a vow renewal in one of our (laughs) church services for your 60th anniversary just three years ago. So (laughs) 63 years of experience now, walking with the Lord in marriage. What's some advice that you could give to, to other people to just stay committed to their, their family and their spouse?
1: Uh, well, to me, it's not nearly as difficult as it sounds. The only thing you gotta remember is how to say, I'm sorry, mm. I was wrong. Mm. If you can say that, your marriage is gonna last. Cause that's hard for a person to look uh, your wife in the face and say, Nothing. Just stand there, or say, mm. it's your Paul, you did this." Mm. But if it's your fault, say it's your fault. Admit it. Admit it, and you will see that the, your marriage goes on. Yeah. Forty-nine-year-old, so ten years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's twenty.
0: Amen. I know my wife and I've been married a little over sixteen years as of this point, and uh, it's it, we have had that, and I. I completely agree with that being able to, to have humility to be able to talk through things and be able to say yeah hey I blew it uh, and yeah. you know I blew it now I know I blew it so let's just agree that I blew it <laughs> and uh, and we and can
1: on the same turn of the coin your wife also has to be able to do that absolutely if, if she don't say I'm sorry when she's wrong mm-hmm. uh, then the whole thing won't work mm-hmm Don't the first time that you have a major argument and you you uh, go storming out, you you go storming out or she goes storming out of the house. Uh, don't run down to a girlfriend's house.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you have to uh, hold your desires and stuff in. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't just. But uh run out and uh well, I'm free tonight because i don't I don't have my wife here, you know,
0: yeah, amen,
1: and that's wrong because she's with you all the time, that's right, God has made it that way mhm uh, I've talked to other people in our church who've been married a long time mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're not, we don't hold the record, of the Harris's do, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I think they've been married uh, a couple months more than we have.
0: Wow. <laughs> what a great, what a great testimony, though, that there are multiple, multiple couples in our church body that are able to testify to the Lord's faithfulness. And when, I just, and I love the the picture of marriage in in the Bible, that Jesus Christ is the groom, the bride is is the church, and we are able to have this wonderful, faithful union together with Christ. And, and He loves us, and so as husbands and wives here on this earth, although we make mistakes, Jesus still loves us, and He still is faithful to us, and He will never turn away from us just because we make some mistakes and that's the the same reminder that we should always have in our marriages
1: yeah uh, he's the only one that doesn't have to say i'm sorry
0: Mm, mm -mm. because
1: he makes no mistakes that's right
0: (laughs) yep absolutely
1: uh, it's hard for people who don't know christ to understand that they, uh, how God works. Mm-hmm. That he can, he can say uh, the things he does and not have to worry with it
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it's always true, always faithful, always loving.
0: Mm. That's right. He is the very definition of truth and faithfulness
1: and love, right? Yes. Uh, I enjoyed, when I was able, I um, enjoyed going out to other parts of the city to help people in need and uh, I've been to the hospital many times, uh, not blowing my own horn, I'm just saying that you have to keep moving on it. You have to keep, God, uh, He will tell you when when you're finished.
2: Mm
1: And uh, he's speaking pretty loud to me right now hmm. <laughs> about this. I can't walk anymore. Hmm. I, I just can't do it. And uh, I, I, I love going out and helping people.
0: Well, you're you're helping people right now by doing this and so maybe just throughout different seasons of life the way that we help others and the way that we serve God and the way that we minister is is different through those different seasons of life and so
1: I hope that's it uh, I, I keep I've asked people why am I living this so long you know with nothing to do because I'm stuck in my room and that's all I do hmm and uh, it's, it's odd that every one of them has said, Well, God's got a job for you. Right. And He just hasn't laid it out yet for everybody to see, but He will. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it would be. Uh can't do much anymore. Maybe it's just, maybe this is it.
0: That's it. Like I said, it, it, you know, different seasons of life, God has us doing different things. And by being an encouragement and by taking some time and sitting down and and sharing your story today, I know it's going to be an encouragement to so many people that are going to be listening. and Others who are in the same season of life that you are. And that they might be asking those same questions. Why, Lord? How long, Lord? When? When is it going to be time just to go home and be done with the the pain and the suffering and the doctor's yeah. appointments and everything else?
1: I was come out of the hospital. I was hurting so bad that he was. I was crying mm. because it hurt so bad, mm. and uh, I I didn't know what to do. So I went to God
2: Mm-mm.
1: and asked Him what I should do. And I actually asked the Lord. And I told the Lord I was ready. If He wants to take me home, mm-hmm. I was ready. Mm-hmm. I just I can't stand this any longer. Mm-hmm. Well, my pain eased up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess He wasn't through with me.
0: That's right. And maybe it's even just that, that lady at the nail salon or whatever yeah. you know, the person trimming your nails or the person giving you a haircut that you're going to invite to church or you're going to give a kind smile to or you're going to tell them a little bit about Jesus and just plant that seed or water a seed that but God needed you here to be able to meet that person.
1: I do that at um, restaurants also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I leave them our card mm-hmm. with uh, of course all the... All the uh, restaurants in our area are close enough to go to our church.
2: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
1: I I keep trying, and uh, I know we have a a man and woman that a married couple that uh, they go work in Kaiser. Mm -hmm. You know and uh, I told them I said boy what a job you've got you can believe this make people believe it that Mm. uh, God is here and and, uh, he would like for you to be here Mm. and uh, I, uh, I just keep struggling along Amen
0: well Brother Ed thanks for taking some time and sitting down and chatting for a little bit with me today and sharing your story and uh Again, I'd just like to encourage you if you're listening and you would like to share your story or if there was something that was impactful that that you heard on today's podcast or if you have other questions about what it means to be a Christian or what it means to to have a church home or a church family or what baptism means because we talked about that a little bit today. I encourage you to reach out to us. You can email us at info at rosevillebaptistchurch.org or you can call or text the church office at 916 572 2322. Please don't be ashamed. Don't Don't be ashamed of ever having questions. It, the Bible has all the answers for everything in life. So please reach out to us one more time. That phone number is 916-572-2322. Call us if you got questions or if you would like to share your story on the I Love to Tell the Story podcast. We'll see you all next time.